Hi there, you're listening to the Practical Stoic Podcast with your host, me, Simon Drew. If you'd like to listen to over 200 episodes that were recorded before 2020, then you can head to my Patreon site. It's patreon.com forward slash Simon J.E. Drew. We'd love to have you there and any support is greatly appreciated. We'd love to also have you on our Facebook community, The Practical Stoic Mastermind. But for now, enjoy the show. Hi there, my name's Simon Drew and welcome to The Practical Stoic Podcast. Now, before I jump into telling you about our guest today, I just want to make sure you know that next week we do have Michael Tremblay uh, coming on Practical Stoic Live talking about Epictetus and his life and teachings. Uh, And then we've also got Sharon LaBelle coming on to talk about Stoicism and Buddhism. Uh, So two great conversations lined up for Practical Stoic Live, and I'd love to see you there. And if you want to be there and ask questions, then just head to patreon.com forward slash Simon J.E. Drew and register there, and I'd love to see you. So uh, apart from that, I want to welcome onto the show today uh, a repeat guest who I'm sure that you guys have all absolutely loved in the past, Jersey Gregorek. Now, Jersey is old school in the best possible ways. I love talking to this guy. He's just, he's so knowledgeable of health and fitness. He's so knowledgeable of what it actually means to live a virtuous life. And seriously, he can teach us so much about how to live a great life just by talking about the health and fitness strategies that he uses for himself and his clients. So uh, I want to tell you a little bit about him. uh, And just so you know, you can hear his other interview that I did with him by also going to patreon.com forward slash Simon J.E. Drew. So, Jersey Gregorek immigrated from Poland to the United States with his wife, Anila, in 1986 as political refugees. He then won four world weightlifting championships and established one world record. In 2000, Jersey and Anila founded UCLA's weightlifting team. And as co-creator of the Happy Body program, Jersey has been mentoring people for more than 30 years. In 1998, Jersey earned an MFA in writing from Vermont College of Fine Arts, and his poems and translations have appeared in numerous publications, including the American Poetry Review. His poem, Family Tree, was the winner of Amelia Magazine's Charles William Duke Long Poem Award in 1998. So... Such a knowledgeable guest. I absolutely love it every time I get the chance to talk to him. So without any further ado, I hope that you enjoy this interview with Jersey Gregorek. Okay, so Jersey Gregorek, I'm so glad to have you back on the show. Uh, I'm excited to talk to you again. Uh, I'm going to give you another chance to just introduce yourself to the whole audience again, just in case uh, people don't, don't quite know you yet. Um, and then I know that you're relaunching the happy body, which is your, your health training program. And I want to give you an opportunity to tell everybody about, uh, you know, kind of why you're relaunching at this time and, and what, what you've brought that's new to the, uh, to the plate. Hi, uh, well, I'm Jesse Gregorek and then I, um, created with my, uh, wife, the happy body and, um, how we really uh, a little bit of history about the happy body because uh, uh, it's a it's a program the holistic whole program sometimes it's uh, easy to miss and uh, not understand so uh, uh, in about 87 I started working as a personal trainer 
and then uh, in Los Angeles. And I coach uh, people to be healthy, to be uh, fit, to be attractive, uh, to be lean, to be flexible, to be strong, to be powerful, all kind of different people, to, not to have drugs and, and medications and so on. Uh, and for 33 years, I, I've been doing this. So um, for about 10 years, uh, when I coach people, then I noticed that, you know, the, it's like Olympic weightlifting. What is the most important is the, to achieve the, the physical uh, goals, uh, like uh, uh, be lean or gain the muscle, uh, be strong, and that um, everything else somehow uh, fall into uh, everything becoming better. So, you know, when you really coach people to be strong and to be flexible and to have good posture, well, they, they lose uh, the drugs, they lose the medications, and they become healthier, they become, mm. you know, uh, uh, the immune system gets better and calmer, everything is good, and become happier. So, um, and they have more energy. So I, I, I understood that transparency is one of the most important parts of uh, of the system that people could really uh, follow. And I, uh, we were very, uh, I would say, successful. You know, I work about 15 hours a day, usually a lot of clients and, and whatever uh, we were doing worked and people really liked what we did. So I thought, well, we have to put it somehow into a program so people could really uh, benefit from it. So the, the first thing was to create some kind of transparency and numbers to, for mm -hmm. the program to, uh, to define what would that be like a fit person and healthy and, and the person that would be independent, the person that could follow the system on, on his or her own at home and everything uh, that way. So um, uh, we created a whole transparent numbers for flexibility, strength, and speed, and uh, uh, leanness, and, and ideal body weight, and all of it was created. And um, it took about 10 years to really put everything into uh, the right language and present it the right way. And then we launched you know, the whole uh, happy body weight 11 years ago. Uh, what really happened is in the last 11 years that uh, what I noticed that uh, people uh, could achieve their physical goals and then would go backward and over and over the same story. So um, with a lot of people the same way. So, you know, like somebody is 160 pounds and it becomes 120. So, uh, and then 160 again. So I understood that something is going on with our uh, mind that uh, needs to be uh, corrected or, or faced and, and, and looked into it. So I started looking into the, the, uh, the believing system, the strength system of, uh, of our choices and how we really can do what we need to do. So. Uh, I really uh, uh, found out that people can't monitor themselves and you know, that's uh, kind of an easy thing to do. 
but monitoring is not really enough. They can, you know, see how they do, they can uh, uh, chart, you know, everything, but they can also look at themselves doing something wrong mm -hmm. and keep doing that and knowing that. And that really, uh, it was, uh, uh, I was puzzled about that, you know, what's going on here and with me sometimes too. So, uh, I, uh, so I thought about that it has to do something to do with our, how we feel, how we believe and, and, and what is our, uh, how we know things and uh, how we, our uh, psychology or emotional, you know, health at that time. The whole strength of uh, building up that strength of uh, decisions at that moment, the hard choices that have to be somehow uh, happen in order to create uh, the the right progress and the brain that adjusts with the uh, with the physical. So when the physical happens, uh, when the speed of the physical happens for better, then the mind adapts to that. But if the physical is too too fast, then the mind is behind. So you can. Uh, force somebody to work out a lot to uh, achieve the goals to become lean but if the mind is not adapting to the choices to the changes in the physical it'll the person goes back mm. so uh, so it, it has to be some kind of a system a help system with the mind or slowing down the the progression you know, for the mind to adapt, but at the same time, a lot of has to be done on the mental side. So um, we are adapt to the uh, to sustainable progress and not mm. to create a progress that is forced and fast. And we know a lot of programs. We know a lot of people that uh, you know, like push and push other people, and then uh, the people simply achieve, but then break because. They, uh, they didn't change the mind. So what is that mind that is, going, you know, 160 and 120? So it's a different, completely lifestyle. 120 is a different way of living. It's a different way of, uh, of liking things and, and, you know, what the things are. You know, they, it's a lot of less food on, on the plate. And somehow you have to like it and, and be okay with it. If not, then that mind is uh, uh, is going to take you backward and because the, that mind will still like what the lifestyle of 160 is. Mm. Can, so, we, can uh, we talk about this for a little bit more? Because I, I think that this is a really important point for people to get. I was discussing this with one of my clients yesterday, how it, we were discussing discipline, right? And he, he brought up the idea of a drill sergeant and, and saying, well, sometimes you just need to force, you, force yourself into discipline like a drill sergeant in the military. And I kind of, I pushed back a little bit and I said, well, is it really discipline when somebody is yelling at you and telling you to do something and out of fear you are doing that thing that they're telling you to do, right? That's not discipline. That's almost a lack of courage, right? Because you're just doing what somebody else tells you to do. And is this the same reason why we see so many people come in, whether it's going with personal trainers or whether it's going, you know, on, on specific, you might call it fad diets. And then, you know, they force themselves into discipline over this time. But what you're saying is their mind doesn't catch up to their results, right? 
And so no matter whether they see the results or not, they're still going to go back to their original state because they didn't make the long lasting change in the mindset, right? Right, you know, uh, Socrates, you know, said that uh, eat to live, not mm. live to eat, right? Mm. 2,500 years ago and uh, 2,500 years ago, he so, and he was the, you know, the pedestal of uh, self-discipline. People loved uh, in him that quality, that virtue, right? So um, people notice that, you know, we have a problem with uh, controlling ourselves long time ago. And uh, they even put into different religions that uh, gluttony is not a good thing and so on, right? But we've never really uh, looked into it uh, from the perspective of something that we do that is transparent. And in, uh, in sports like Olympic weightlifting, wrestling, boxing, uh, you have a scale and then these athletes have to be on a scale. So somehow they have to deal with this, <laughs> with this mm. weight uh, the right way. But uh, still, whenever they, you know, kind of a diet and they ride there, then uh, they buck up after. And it's really difficult uh, and a hard way to keep that way uh, yourself when uh, you want to do more. So uh, the happy body number, that first transparent number that comes in, is the ideal body weight. So that is the first kind of the physical goal up there that tells you what you're supposed to be and to, to have a good life or to be uh, in a certain way because it's the quality of living behind that number. And mm -hmm. that is a really great number because uh, uh, looking at that number, I would never be that number. I would be always bigger, right? You know, fatter and bigger because how I would know uh, what I'm supposed to be. So somehow, you know, uh, athletes that experience the scale and efficiency of the body system and making the body the, the, the best when it comes uh, to the body weight and uh, the leanness, uh, they learn the, um, where is that, you know, that system that is the best for us. Mm. So mine is about 140 pounds. So. Uh, I competed in 136, and sometimes I was 140, 145, and lost weight to 136. And, uh, you know, whenever uh, I was doing that, it was really hard. It's really hard to be that way. Even if, when I was in 20s or 30s, it was really hard to, uh, to make it happen. So uh, it is important to have some kind of a, uh, way of, of dealing with that and creating certain practice that would help you to uh, to make it happen and be uh, graceful when it happens and be uh, pleasant with it and actually achieve that uh, that way of living. So uh, uh, you know the the next number that the happy body provides is the leanness and the one thing that we go through when we go uh, through with life is that we lose we lose the uh, muscle right and we become you know fatter and and we, we become uh obese let's say and i can be obese and i can be 140 pounds right because it mm. is a fat percentage 
It's not really how big you are and how much weight you have. So I, um, uh, I saw it many times in, in Los Angeles with women that they would have 30% uh, body fat, that, but they could be 110 pounds. So this uh, leanness is another transparency, another number that uh, helps us to know. So the knowledge uh, is a very important part of the happy body uh, plan. When you know what to do, then it's easier to motivate yourself. It's easier to understand that you need three years or five years to do certain things. And mm. it is true that sometimes, you know, to gain you know, a certain amount of muscle, you need three years. And, and, and if you don't have it, it's never, not going to happen. So yeah. that knowing the number is a, one of the great, really great motivators. There was this uh, coach in Russia that he said that they need 10 years to, uh, to create a national champion. But if I don't have it, I will never create one, right? What, what does it mean? That I will break one before because, because I will speed up that system. So the system of achieving. So the system of the achieving when it is really fast, what really is happening, that the system is faster, we become stronger but the recovery is really behind and nervous system is behind. So mm. we are, we are becoming drained from the nervous system point of view and, or we'll become uh, injured because we are, you know, too fast and the body cannot recover, cannot adapt to the changes. So that, that really speed has to be uh, organized with micro progression so the body has time to adapt to the changes, but not only the body, the mind as well. So mm. if the mind has time to adapt, and you have to practice on the mind too. So we created a lot of uh, writing. So a lot of poetry, you know, we've created during this process. Because poetry is very helpful in uh, accepting these hard choices on the way to, uh, to understand how how and why we are doing to feel this. Because you know, you know, the arts are really incredible guidelines when we feel something that is wrong, we should feel it so strong that it could make us sick. And that, that when they say, no, I will not do it, right? It's like a mm. very strong aversion to uh, eating certain food or doing certain exercise, which is not good for us. So mm. when you have strong feelings, they, are, they can be helpful. When you know, that can be helpful. When you have a virtuous life, that is very helpful because you know, you, you know uh, from virtues what is good and what is not. So um, because of the, uh, the changes and working on the mind and creating books like, uh, uh, what do we have? This one's like, this mm. is the virtues, for example, daily practices for the modern stoic, right? And it's a, one of the uh, parts of the happy body. And uh, it explores uh, the idea of virtues, uh, becoming the virtues and not focusing on the side effects of virtues like happiness. So the, mm. you know, the, the joke about the, that, Wayne Dyer was talking about this, uh, I remember years ago, and he, um, he gave this uh, uh, story about two cats, you know, 
an old cat is walking on the street and uh, yeah, he's, you know, uh, leisurely <laughs> bouncing uh, left and right and then uh, walking a little nicely. And you see this young cat is running around trying to catch the tail. So he asked that, that cat, what is he doing? And, and the young cat said, well, you know, I went to this uh, school for uh, young cats and I found out that my happiness is in the tail. So I tried to catch it and when I catch it, I will have it. And so the old cats said, well, you know, I didn't go to any school, but I learned that if I do what I'm supposed to do and I, and I do what is right, that happiness, follows me wherever I go. Mm. So here is the, is the story what Wayne Dyer was talking about, about Stoics. Stoics say mm. uh, one thing, uh, work on virtues. And that happiness is the side effect of that being that you become. It's not somewhere outside, right? So mm. uh, we, we constantly work right on the side of the mind to match the physical because the, that physical, if you create this excellence in the physical, uh, the mind has to match it. Yeah. No, I, I think that it's, it's really appropriate that you have combined, uh, you know, the, essentially the science of, of physical fitness and optimum body health with, you know, the, the, the health of the mind as well, because the, the Stoics did talk a lot about, about virtues. And I think that, the way that I see virtues is a virtue is something that if you do it, it makes you a healthy human being, right? Uh, so, you know, whether you're focusing on what you can control and what you can't, that makes you a healthy human being. Having courage, having justice, having temperance and, and wisdom, these are things that make you a healthy human being. And, and I think that it's really important to talk about that in terms of health and fitness because your health and fitness is one of the only ways that you can actually see a tangible result from your virtuous activities, right? You can see that in the way that your body holds itself. You can feel that in the way that you feel each day. And when you get a better posture, uh, when, you, when you reduce your body fat percentage, when, when you get more flexible, like these are all things that you can feel tangible results from your virtue, right? You know, uh, what we do really uh, has to be somehow aligned with this uh, um, becoming a better human being, right? Mm. So uh, becoming a better human being is, uh, um, is of course, uh, is a hard choice because uh, if you want to become a better human being, then you cannot complain, you cannot blame, you cannot whine. You cannot use those things. You cannot have uh, really uh, fears of something or anxieties of something. It's just it's not a part of it. So the part is really love of, uh, of that, what makes us better over time. And the whole focus of Stoics uh, is that, uh, is the idea of becoming, responsibility of becoming better, you know, uh, throughout your life and work on it until you die. So uh, why is that uh, concept? Uh, well, that's a, my strongest motivator in my life. It's, uh, it's that kind of a responsibility for it. And now, you know, it's mixed sometimes with spirituality and spirituality uh, comes when, you know, we care. The word is care is the most important in, in the spiritual world. So we, um, we care what we care for. 
Uh, and so let's say we care for for the planet, right? Uh, you know, we are the part of the this awesome universe, right? There's billions mm -hmm. and trillions of stars, and and on the in the middle of that. We're just little, little, very tiny planet. And on that planet, we are. And then we uh, understand that. And for some reason, we happen, right? So uh, if we happen in this universe, it's very special in a way. You know, it's a extremely mm. special that we are that. We don't know really why we are there, but we are there, right? Yeah. So, um, so there is a certain... Um, a responsibility that comes where uh, of becoming here, yeah? so that's why you know Stoics uh, uh, are saying that uh, go according to the nature and then uh, improve that nature because the nature brought you here and that's your purpose and that's uh, what you should do. Now, uh, waste is is a uh, not waste is a virtue, right? Uh, and waste is not a virtue, so. You know, to do things in life that would not do not be the waste is a really good thing. So for me, uh, when I have ideal body weight on the 40, then I eat only food that supports 140. So it's just that's it. So I never really waste. The happy body people never waste. They always eat everything what they have because it's always enough and it's always not enough in a way. So mm. you eat everything what is on the plate and uh, you never waste. So it's a beautiful thing really to live the life that way. And, you know, there are a lot of like Tao and, you know, a lot of uh, ways of uh, living here that, you know, really supports no excess and, and gracefulness of that. That's a virtue. That's a big virtue. And, mm. it, and to uh, be aligned with that virtue and you know that where the physical is aligned with it and to be transparent with it, it's very uh, uh, feeding you with the, uh, with the pride, with the, the, the love of, of your planet, of that thing. So from that perspective, really uh, uh, very inspirational you know, to, mm. to be aligned with that. So it's a, you know, so there are other lines uh, exactly with the physical and, uh, uh, and the, uh, of course, the, the, the virtuous, right? Mm. Part. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think that peace of mind and this certain calmness that we feel going through life is often a result of the work that you do on your body as well, right? It's like, if, if you have a healthy body, you're going to, you're going to have less stress in your life. You're going to have, you're going to feel better, which in turn leads you to acting better often as well. And, and I think that what, what's really great about what you're doing is you're saying there is such a thing as having almost a virtuous body, right? Because you, you know, the exact numbers, you know, what you should weigh, you know, how much body fat you should have you know exactly how much food you should have. So you're not going to be wasting anything or eating less than what you exactly need. It's about having a whole picture of health, which is a virtuous body, right? Right. And now, you know, uh, let's say how we do things, you know, how we breathe and, and how the mindfulness is created uh, in the process of, of uh, the physical exercise. So mm. there is a, uh, there is a six things that, you know, we do, but there's a special breathing 
pattern that is in, in the happy body to create this singularity of the brain and the experience of, of the mindfulness and the experience of being one with the present moment. And if you create such a thing that everything what happens outside on both sides, the future and the present, uh, disappears, right? You don't think about these things. But that is the same uh, purpose that TM has or any kind of meditation to be in the present, to, to be able to really exist only in that present without the outside. So the happy body first puts you just right away because of this six, uh, six things that happens during every repetition and throughout the 30, 40 minutes. So what is it? So when you inhale, you inhale. And you focus on, on that, right? And then you flex, you flex certain parts of the body, right? You flex, then number two. Number three, there is a certain lift and the lift ends and there is a stretch. So you're stretching the body and then you return and then you exhale. So then you have this six, fix, six things really happening every you know, minute. So you can you know, practice for calmness, for self-control, these breathing patterns, even uh, wherever you are. So when mm. we talk, I can inhale, can hold for 10 seconds, and exhale. And I can do it during the dinner. I can do it during the waiting for something. I can practice this, uh, this breathing, uh, special breathing that helps me to calm my heart, to invite into parasympathetic nervous system, to recover and and most important just calm down and control mm. myself when i uh, when i do that my self control is a lot of better because i have more time between my emotional reaction and my uh, mental reaction so mm. uh, uh, here is the second part now uh, the Singularity and the whole uh, breathing patterns happens within the, every repetition, and that that gives certain mantra throughout 30 minutes. After 30 minutes, if you do it the right way, the happy body, you can be spaced out because you forgot about the past, you forgot about the future, you are in the present, right? So mm -hmm. then, uh, then there is a meditation, music meditation at, at the end. You have five minutes, you, and you lay down on the ground, and then there is a piece of music. So in the uh, 80s, 90s, we, we uh, practiced a lot of guidance meditation, uh, especially using you know, music. And we searched for a piece of music that people could meditate with, that could have really power over them, that would help them to be in the present moment and to stop the mind from rumination and, and thinking about uh, the past and, and the mm. future. So they, they could have the ease that happens from that. So we found that piece of music and now that piece of music is, uh, is heard by uh, people every day, every day you hear the same uh, piece of music and eventually it has a very strong and powerful effect on you like uh, meditation. So uh, you can imagine that when you are on the top of the uh, ocean, it's very violent, it's very rough and so on. But when you go deeper and deeper and deeper, it's more still and still and still, right? Until the place where it's stillness completely, you know, uh, uh, 
still. And that is really like Nirvana is very, uh, mm. very beautiful uh, to be there and is re refreshing as well when you are there. Mm. So the whole purpose is how to experience the space, how to uh, live the life that uh, you would do the, the fitness at the same time uh, you, you could get, you know, you could becoming stronger at the same time you become calmer. And when you become calmer, you have better self-control. When you have self-control, that you then also, you develop patience, you, you develop these qualities that are aligned with uh, uh, micro-progression and uh, hard choices and, and becoming better over time and waiting for it. So delayed gratification is aligned with that too. This instant gratification that we have sometimes is not ruling us. It's actually, you know, delayed gratification happens. It's just blessing in life if you develop that. Because yeah, if you do, then you can get better over time. Mm. How do you? How so? Say somebody comes into you and they say, you know, I want to, I want to achieve these results, you know, in this amount of time. But then you tell them, well, it's going to take you double or triple or you know whatever how, however much time and, and not what your expectation was how do you get somebody to get into that mindset of accepting delayed gratification and focusing on the long-term results as opposed to trying to get the quick quick results now knowledge is good first you explain you know that time uh, is uh, important for the progress that uh, can be can happen and can be done. You talk about the coaches, you talk about how a sprinter needs five years, let's say, uh, to go from 11 seconds to 10 seconds, how that one second is uh, broken into, you know, hundreds of a second and, and throughout mm. the year or two. And you talk about that and then, then you say, you know, some, sometimes a joke. And, you know, a, a joke about that is that um, a father has a son and brings the son to the master and then uh, tells the master, asks the master to teach his son happiness the way he taught him uh, before. And the master, oh, sure, you know, leave him here with me and come in in an hour. So he talks to, to the son, he talks, and, and after uh, about half an hour, he says, well, you know, if you do this and this and that, in 10 years, you will really know how to live uh, happily. But the son says, well, you know, master, I am a diligent student. You know, I always do twice as much when teacher asked me for. Wouldn't that be five years? And the master says, well, in that case, it would be 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you can do way too much, right? You're, you're skipping steps and, there's, and there's, right. you always have to do the steps that are necessary. Yeah. If you push, right? If you go a little bit push, you have to go backward you, because you have to, while you're go, going backward, you have to catch up with the uh, nervous system, the mind. And, and, and the believing system and then feeling system that catches up with the physical. If that physical is ahead of it, eh, you have to go back. And you will go back because, like I said, you can be overwhelmed, you can be uh, overtrained, and you can be injured, and you have to go backward. So the 10 years becomes 20 years. Mm. Yeah. Now, that's really important for people to recognize, right? And, and, and I, think, I, I think that honestly, so many people struggle with this. So many people struggle, in, including myself, all the time. 
of this idea that you can skip steps that are necessary. And, and I wanted to ask you about that because there, there are so many different, you know, the fitness industry is just full of marketing, full of fads. Uh, every year there's a new way to get the best body that you've always wanted in, in less time than ever before. Uh, and, and what you're doing is you're bringing virtue back into health and fitness and saying, no, this is actually, this is a pursuit that requires certain steps. And you're essentially going back to the very basics of what it means to have a healthy functioning body, right? So, so we've gone through this, we've said, okay, first you need to have the numbers. Uh, actually, I'd like to talk about that. Can you talk more about the importance of, of the data of, of health and fitness, right? Because, because I think that one of the things that holds a lot of people back is the tracking element, right? Cause there's very specific numbers that if you follow these numbers, you can get these certain results, right? Well, you know, the, um, the, you know, the respect of progress is, is very important. If you don't respect the progress uh, and transparency of the numbers, uh, then you can be invisible, right? Invisible. And then you, you can create that uh, idea that you can do certain things in three months and not three years. And, but, you know, uh, it's funny because today, uh, uh, those things somehow uh, is it's a really we are becoming more toward the base uh, a life a basic life and we start recognizing things that they are ridiculous like you know today uh, washboard up you know in three weeks such a ridiculous idea <laughs> but you know when uh, uh, when things are really volatile and then the things are you know, uh, violent and crazy, then it's easy to uh, to pass by and it's easy to to hide and then create things that they evade and sell them and and but without any responsibility for delivery system for progress that it can actually uh, happen. So I um, I give you the example that about the cerebral palsy boy that I coached. So the the boy was brought uh, to me five years ago and the boy was 25 years old very lethargic uh, completely dependent on parents uh, with you know clothing and dressing and then uh, toilet everything right and very simple language like time to go to eat time to go to bed never conversation it's just uh, you know very difficult for parents and, and they always search for a solution. So they brought this uh, boy to me. I went with this boy to the gym and that boy couldn't even lift aluminum bar, 15 pounds bar off of the, of the rack. It was so weak, right? And it was very lethargic. So never read the book because, you know, it couldn't sustain the awareness and it couldn't sustain the focus and uh, never watch the movie because we'll fall asleep so the same way so uh, uh, but when I, uh, I gave him three pounds bar he was able to lift when I gave him eight pounds bar he was able to lift and I gave him 13 pounds and he lifted and then I left, gave him back 15 and he lifted so I knew right away that with the progress set in progress that boy is going to progress but when I talked to the father, I said, well, we need five years from here uh, to 
to really create some kind of independence and 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 so your your son could be kind of a normal right in the world and the father said yeah well let's do it so we we did it was five years it was about four and a half years so this boy goes through changes right and i aligned the progression of his progress first year the progress every week two three pounds right on the bar and then the next year one pound the following year half a pound and the following year quarter pound every week only right that created progress and stretch that he would end up at the end with lifting pressing uh bench press more than his body weight and that would set up incredible power incredible strength and uh, energy enough to sustain any kind of living and uh, this micro progression was was created to make it happen and it happened exactly it happened that way four and a half years passed during this process the boy got stronger the boy uh, was able to study the boy got tutors and the boy changed his negativity to positive way of thinking stop being angry and and be started being appreciative and um, he uh, started really thinking about what is normal right for him and the father and then the normal would be to get to community college all right so uh, so we set up everything in motion so he could go to this community college and uh, and it was set up the math study so he could finish eighth grade and and within two years, he started 10 hours a day, month, and was able to make it happen, these incredible hard choices uh, for him. And uh, about three months ago, he was accepted to community college. Mm. And he takes the Uber, he has conversations. Uh, now he has memory, he has some kind of something to, to say. And it grows uh, and a lot of faster. At the beginning, he didn't have any memory. He was you know, in his mind was nothing there. So, uh, you know, he couldn't have any conversation with anyone. And it was also very awkward. And uh, because of that, you know, he had to be taught with this micro progressive system, uh, all of it, right? And until he became what he became. Mm. Today, he is in college. Yeah. So, you know, that uh, micro progressive system is very, it can be seen when it comes to the fitness, weightlifting, but how you can see it if it's poetry, right? You cannot see that thing. And who can see actually? Well, then you have to have the idea of mentors, very important. The mentors can create progress uh, and this micro-progressive system uh, for you and, and push each time very little and create that what needs to be created because the mentor uh, looks at you from from afar backward you cannot see forward you can see only backward so you really uh, you know cannot see far right so that's yeah. why uh, mentors is extremely important that's why teams book you know uh, uh, about the the mentors that the tribe of mentors is really cool because you can really read about how um, differently people approach the mentors in life and how uh, they had mentors and how mentorship is 
crucial with the micro progression. Otherwise, you 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 go and you do too much poetry writing, and and you will not be quality. And how you can measure it, how you can see it, how you can feel it. You know, it has to be a, a poet that he opens this world for you of imagination and feelings. How to feel to the poem? What it. The, the poetry is not the word, so so has you have to get somewhere into those feelings, metaphors, and so on to actually feel you know every poem uh, inside feel but not know only right. So mm. so this that's this happens the same with music and 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 at any uh, any place where you know numbers are not there or it cannot be there right. Yeah, I. Mm. I, uh, I live in uh, Silicon Valley now, and I learned in Silicon Valley about people when, because people here are about business. And, and you could think, oh, they are rich people and so on. But, you know, I learned from, from them, or I saw so much patience. It's not different patients that like uh, weightlifters for 10 years, yeah? They have the same patience, they have the same execution, they have the same, you know, micro-progressive system, and they are steady with it, you know, and then consistent and or, and adapt to their changes. So it's like in weightlifting, there is a certain repetition and, and there is adaptation. So mm. with the happy body, there is the same uh, system is working that, uh, Flexibility is working, right? So it, the system helps you to be more flexible, but at the same time, the, also the system helps you to be stronger and to grow the muscle. And the system also helps you to be faster. So a lot of those things are challenges in, in, in life, and challenge is something that you can respond to a negative, right? Like a mm. challenge to be 140 pounds or a challenge to control yourself, right? Or you can respond it with actually becoming because of the challenge. You the obstacle is the way, right? So here yeah. is the way that that obstacles in life are these challenges that we face. That in and the happy body you have ideal body weight is the first very first challenge. The leanness is a big challenge. The strength is the challenge. So all this helps you to develop patience. All this helps you to develop delay gratification. And this delay gratification is so important for us because we develop all the frontal lobe and actually develop this during this actually process of, of creating this micro-progressive system, creating this delay gratification, waiting for something. And, you know, when you, we wait for something for 10 years and we develop that in that somewhere, that system, that it that it is really transparent to everything else. You you can juxtapose that to everywhere else, no matter what, and you will see everywhere else that actually you need ten years here, ten years there, and ten years there. It's nothing really. What is value in life can happen, you know, uh, in five years, maybe, right? But ten years yeah. is uh, is uh, if, if you want to really uh, something happen to you, like creating virtuous, virtuous life, you know, you, you, at least 10 years, uh, you know, virtuous, uh, really life work, right? It's not really 10 years. Yeah. If you, if you want to have a, 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 a way of living that is independent, a way of living that is uh, improving you in every direction, right? The way of living that uh, also helps you to develop self-control and, and, and be graceful and virtuous, 
Well, then, then you embrace, you have to embrace yourself with the patients or that system when you interact with the system because of the challenges, the obstacles present mm. actually will help you to become better. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a lot of what I got out of your story about training that, that young boy as well is that health and fitness and having this delayed gratification and knowing the numbers and, and doing exactly what is necessary or what is virtuous for your body that then transfers over into everything else in your life, right? There's a connection between your mind and your body that we don't often recognize. And when you have a healthier body and when you've worked for a healthy body and you feel better, you're going to act better as well. Can you, can you talk to us about the transfer of, of, of virtue from your, your health and fitness journey into every other area of your life. I know you've just been talking about that, but doesn't it make sense that if you have virtue in the way that you treat your body, that will transfer into every other area of your life and how you act? Oh, of course, you know, the, you know, when you, uh, when it's really hard, you know, for a person, let's say, uh, to, uh, to control time and, uh, let's say the person is uh, snacking, right? And the person doesn't like time and doesn't like structure, okay? And then the person gets the happy body. And uh, it means that you have to eat every three hours, right? Time comes in. And time is a, is a first, first challenge, right? First a kind of a, a part of the plan, but the plan is the part of the frontal lobe, is the, is the uh, execution where all the strategies are and all the plans are right so uh, okay now when the person doesn't have it he hates the plan what's the instant gratification was instant and wants to uh wants to do what what the person wants right mm. doesn't want to do really any other stuff right wants to do that and and so the person will be irritated and frustrated by you know the numbers by waiting certain uh, time to start certain, but that's delayed gratification, right? Because if you if you uh, yeah eat at, at at three and then six and then at five you want to eat, just the instant gratification comes in, boom boom. And some people have very strong instant gratification, and they they act and they cannot delay. So uh, when you have the opportunity now to delay, right? To experience delay. And of course, you don't like it. But, you know, I always say, tell people that the wisdom of life is to fall in love with what you don't like, but it's good for you. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah. so now, you know, that is the challenge, how to really uh, like it. And then uh, somebody comes back and says, all right, I." You know, uh, I have a problem to wait, and I, uh, I usually eat before, and then so we explore the time idea. We'll explore explore what to do to actually wait to to meditate or or uh, read something, write something. So work with that time of delay, and then after a while, when actually uh, is mastered, right? That the time is mastered by the person. The the person becomes really the person that is okay with the planning strategies you know and when the person becomes like that then you know when you go into every aspect of life you go to college and you have the time you have study and you have the organization strategies 
but all around the time and delay gratification. If you have a problem with that, then you will go to parties and you will be exposed, right? So mm. now is that uh, situation that you really need. You, you, let's say you go to work and you work and, and there is the time uh, specific for things to do. And then if you don't have that, you know, delay gratification, you can be irritated. And when you are irritated, then you will, uh, uh, you, you can make really wrong choices. And when you make wrong cho choices, you can jeopardize your, uh, your livelihood, your way of living. You, know, you, you, you can lose the job or you can uh, you know, uh, be expelled from school and so on. So you engage this simple you know, way of, of eating and being irritated because of it. And you master that. You start really developing in the frontal lobe the, the planning and strategies and delay gratification. And that is extremely helpful everywhere else mm. wherever, wherever you live and it's needed everywhere really, whatever you know if you want to improve almost anything in life it will come with time and it will come with delay gratification it will come with the hard choice it will come with doing certain things that you're not comfortable and on and on and on right Mm. Yeah, it's it's almost like that delayed gratification is kind of the mother of all virtue, right? It, that that's the ability. If you can if you can teach yourself or, or or at least accept delayed gratification, then you can achieve pretty much anything throughout your life if you're willing to wait for it and do the necessary steps to get there, right? Yeah. Well, you know, yes. And then the other thing is, you know, how to. Uh, make uh, that happily. <laughs> mm. How to create this uh, so it is not really cold, it is not uh, uh, pushed, it is not uh, um, you know uh, achieved with tight lips, right? But is achieved with you know joy and, and pleasure, and and so during this also process, you have to find somehow uh, you know that uh, joy and then uh, pride pride that you become that you have to really uh, get into this frontal lobe and 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 create uh, in you that uh, the happiness that you becoming that person that that you are you are aligned with 120 pounds and the 120 pounds is uh, is it is spiritual it's not only you know great body and and fit but also it's spiritual, also it's uh, philosophical, right? It's aligned mm. with uh, so many things. Uh, that, that can really inspire you and that can create uh, a great feeling inside. You know, I have this uh, uh, article that I wrote, the triple happiness. So we, we do certain things, right? And then uh, we are happy that we achieve that. It's a very first thing, right? And, and then, this is another thing that uh, can kick in if you really have, you know, help from outside. It, it's the appreciation, because usually we are lacking appreciation, like delay gratification and mm. appreciation. Appreciation for small progress. We are completely lacking it. And then we want right away to be MD, but we lack appreciation before we really get to become MD. And then we become MD and we think about that we will be happy. 
but we are not happy there at all, right? You know, yeah. we came and it came after 10 years of the hardship and things and, and you know, uh, we are not happy, right? Mm. So uh, during these 10 years of becoming, right, you have to have these small uh, uh, victories and all these small victories, all these small processes of getting better, you have to be really learn how to be happy all that and mm. open to this appreciation of this have to be happy that you are really becoming that person that you created this small you know increments and progress and micro progression so that's the second happiness you uh, you you first you you really achieve physically something and then you are also becoming happy that you actually becoming the person that you could create that and that yeah. is the appreciation in you is needed for that and if you open that, then you, you can see that and you can feel it. And you can feel it in the really small things. On a daily basis, you can be a happy person because on a daily basis, you appreciate very little small progresses, right? You make. You make mm. quarter pound, you're really happy, right? You say, yeah, that's good, right? And then you go. So I teach over and over to progress half a pound, one pound, quarter pound, but progressively throughout the year or two. And after a while, people really get it. And once they get to this progress, they develop this appreciation for, for uh, achieving. So the, the third is, you know, that happiness that comes from other people when they are exposed to you. So when mm. they are exposed to you and then you have self-control, you have this graceful way of living, you are you created this micro progression. You or you created this uh, the like gratification. You are not irritated. You are not frustrated, and you 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 create a good feeling around. So the other people around you feel good that around you, and then uh, they are kind of happy around you. <laughs> so mm -hmm. then uh, um, then you see it that you actually deliver that you know feeling in people outside. And that makes people, uh, th th whatever you become, makes people and help people to be happy, but also send them into the virtues and send them into the, in the work of delay gratification, micro-progression, mm. time, patience, and, and all of it together so they can create better life, good life, and better progress in life consistently that is, is uh is aligned with the sustainability over time and also the joy of that becoming. Mm. Well, well, people, people don't, people don't change because you tell them to change, right? They change because you offer them a, a better example of how to live if you are being that example. Right. And, and I love that you're talking about how we should, uh, we should enjoy the journey of getting to a healthy body all the way, because if you love something, then you want more of that thing. Right. And, and it's the same with virtues. It's the same reason why the Stoics said you should love your fate, because if you love your fate, then you will accept it as it comes and you'll be happy with it and it will be good for you. And the same with philosophy, the definition of the love of wisdom, right? So if, if, if you love wisdom, then you want more of it and it, you will constantly be achieving that. And it's the same with your body, right? Like if you love your body, th this is something that, that I, I, I don't see people do enough. It's like they jump in there and they have the wrong goals when it comes to their health and fitness. 
they do it because well they want to look good for other people or they you know they want to have that beach body and i kind of tell them if you love your body then you want what is best for your body right and so it, it should come from a place of wanting only the best for you and your body right can you yeah. talk to us about like the goals that people set and how important that is yeah, well, you know, first is like uh, I have to say about the role modeling that is extremely important. You know, like uh, when people see that outside and they see that is possible, that is uh, very inspirational for them. You know, when they see somebody like me, 65 year old, and then in moving like a young, you know, uh, 19 year old, right? So that's very inspirational. And also when, when guys are seeing this, uh, and, you know, uh, women as well, that, you know, when they're in 30s, 40s, say, oh, I have twins to become this. <laughs> I can do that, right? Yeah. So <laughs> that's good. So uh, um, role modeling is, uh, is, 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 is really vital when it when it comes to uh, to wake up that uh, that system of virtues, the the system of uh, of not just doing something like this cat running and catching the the tail, right? And that's the shortcut in life, right? But becoming that cat that actually does something what is right and has this happiness following, you know, all the time. Mm. So uh, uh, the creating this with this in people uh it is extremely difficult so i uh i never have really uh really in a way purposes uh that or goals that people should do i tell them what can be done but if they go on a journey and then when they go on a journey i constantly uh wait until they wake up from within until mm. they get the ownership of of that it has to come from them and not from me. So I will never push a person. I will never, I will wait and wait and wait. I, I, I will be patient for a year or two. I will be waiting until the person will say, I will do that, right? I want to do that. And I will wait. I will inspire that, that person. I will talk to this, the person. I will create the, I will read the stories and I, I will talk the jokes and things and so on until that person feels within inside and accept the hard choice mm. and that when it happens it's really true because that is happens from the virtues of that person and that person is aligned now with the physical and the, what in the physical needs to happen and that is mm. a you know that the coaching or you know mentoring people toward you know really independence and not really depending and not and uh, push the person. I, I would never push the athlete. I, you know, in weightlifting, uh, you know, gym, it's never this anxiety and, and you know, uh, the, the more or whatever. It's really quiet, actually. And, you know, people lift weights and, and when they good, do something good, then somebody says, yeah, I'm good. And, and that's it. That's enough. It's, mm. it's not this anxiety of another repetition of another repetition because weightlifters don't do it it's like classical music you know it's like one shot or two and it's done it's very fast so it's a uh, it, it's a way they learn to uh, inspire by being and by being virtuously but not being you know this um, this fake 
happiness, this fake anxiety uh, around what we do. You know, it's, mm. it's really the, the, the true person who has to wake up and the true person has to see and have to have knowledge about what the world is about, why that person is there, and, and, and be okay with what needs to be done to improve, to, to create this uh, progress, this micro-progressive progress to create delayed gratification and, and start loving that way of thing. It cannot, it can never be uh, uh, given to the person. You have to wait until that person, you know, gets it. And once yeah. that person gets it, the person, you know, gets also what happiness is. Mm. The, the person really gets it that it's coming from, uh, uh, from within and never comes from the outside. Mm. Yeah, that, that's so important. And, and, and honestly, that's, that's why I, I, I see that it's such a problem in our society that most of our goals that we set for ourselves these days are set because of outside influences. I want people to see me as this, or I want to feel this way when people look at me or, you know, and, and the most profound joy that you can experience is when you've achieved something just for yourself because it's good for yourself. And that's why I think virtue, as I'm sure you'll agree, virtue on any level and in any aspect of your life is so important because virtue is good for virtue's sake. Like it, it is simply good because it is good for you. Right. And I think the last thing that I wanted to ask you about uh, is, you know, you talk about healthy aging a lot as well. And I think that's really, really important for a lot of people out there because there are a lot of people who, uh, you know, whether they're getting into their forties, fifties, sixties, and, uh, you know, maybe they haven't looked after their whole, their body, their whole life. And, and they're, they've got bad posture. And I know you talk about how the chest is the first thing that falls down and then you start to crunch over. Uh, What's something that people can do right now today to start that kind of that path towards a better posture, a healthier life uh, as they get older? Well, it's a, um, Becoming older, it's a uh, it's a tough thing. <laughs> so mm. it's, uh, it's it's not easy stuff, right? Because when you get older, also you get weaker, you get yeah. stiffer, you get slower. All of it happens to you. So uh, fighting with that is uh, is important. That you really become a fighter. You fight for your life. You fight for the quality of your life. Mm. And, and, and that's where the stoic the stoic virtue of courage comes in right <laughs> you have to yeah, you, you, you have to fight, fight sometimes yeah. also you of course you, you in a way create better and better and better and then when you go down is it you have to have be graceful because you when you are graceful you uh you accept less and you know we have aversion to less it is mm. a very strong aversion to less but at the same time you you have to have this no expectation uh, uh, virtue that uh, you are okay with less. And at the same time, when less happens, you make the quality of the less uh, the most. So, uh, you know, when, when athletes go down from 35 to 90 or 100, right, they go on this road to go down. Uh, but that road for me is... Uh, 
Uh, of course, it's there. It's very depressing road, right? But it doesn't mean that I can, I will get depressed, right? Mm -hmm. So depressing road doesn't mean I am depressed on the road. <laughs> but it is really uh, uh, going down is not really a good feeling. So you have to be virtuous, you know, how to deal with it. So mm -hmm. uh, uh, when it happens, then you uh, you have to somehow reevaluate yourself all the time and adapt to the levels. So let's say I am 65, right? But I am 65, but I'm still a lot of better than 20 year old is. And that gives me a really good feeling. I am not as good as I was when I was 25 because I, I follow the world champion level, right? So, uh, uh, because I work and, and I created that possibility for myself. So, I'm still really uh, having the body, that is awesome body, awesome, right? So, then I'm 65 and I will match the 20 year old when I'm 85. So, hey, I have 20 years to deteriorate, to get really worse, to actually meet that 20 year old in the gym who will maybe do the clean and jerk, you know, uh, equal his body weight. And I will do that at the time when I'm 85, right? So um, there is a, uh, it, it, you have to get serious really when, when you get old and you have to fight for better quality constantly. And you have to fight to meet me when I am 75 or so, let's say or 70, right? When I go down, you can meet up the, me there, right? So um, there is a, uh, this uh, has to be this grace inside, first to accept the present moment as less, and you can build actually better you. I cannot be, I cannot build because it's, it's, I'm going down, right? Because I am the world champion. But mm. all the people who are not, they can go from the lower level, actually build. They can build the body that they've never had in a certain age. So I have this man who came to me, he was 64. And when he was 75, uh, Gib Myers, right? You know, he said, he stood in and he said, you know what? I was 64 when I came here. And this is 11 years after. And I have better body today than I had when I was 64. I am mm. a lot of better, more stronger, powerful, flexible, and I can do things that I couldn't even when I was in 20s. Yeah. Right? He could do snatches, you know, powerful snatches when he was 70, you know, five, 76 now, he does still snatches, full snatches. Two hips were removed and he does snatches. Well, you know, if the body is like that, if that can be created, that is really uh, an awesome thing. Everybody can create that thing. And it is available for everybody. Uh, mm. what, well, what you really need is like, you know, with this happiness is available for everyone. But so is depression, right? So, you know, that the two things are available for you. Mm. <laughs> with, the, with the physical is, you know, you, we do things anyway, right? So why not to do the things that they are, you know, hard choices. Why not to do the things that they, they guarantee the progress, that you mm. are going to get better. Why not to do these things 
instead of we're doing something meaningless, completely fitness level things that do, they don't have a power to make you better over time. So yeah. you will spend 10 years, right? And 10 years will pass and 10 years will, can pass on, you know, uh, uh, on entertainment instead on really making your, you know, quality life better and better over time. You will mm. still do, you will still do things like I do, right? You still do something, you hike or, you know, you go a little bit yeah. yoga, a little bit this and that, right? But nothing is really uh, planned and strategized to that hard choices and progression. So if mm. you do, you choose that, that really intelligent way of living, that your aging, uh, aging and, you know, like adapting to aging and time, uh, will be fantastic, will be wonderful, because my life at 65 is fantastic, is wonderful. <laughs> Just like, you know, I don't have any signs of flexibility loss. I have mm. a strength loss, you know, I went from, you know, 340 pounds clean and jerk to 220, right? Okay, I have loss here, but on snatches, I'm really fast, coordinated, you know, all, everything, nervous system is working beautifully flexible so you know i really i'm i'm fantastic i i love yeah. it but it 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 doesn't come really with hard with hard life right it doesn't come with uh, uh you know giving up on things it doesn't it's, it's like this, mm. this this is created it's a normal thing i go to the gym you go to the gym i do certain things you do certain things, it's, but it's not really like I, uh, I, I'm like uh, missing something or, mm. you know, uh, I, I am doing something that is really so hard or something. No, I'm just having a good time. Actually, yeah. I, uh, I, I will do the, the repetition, wait about two minutes, I do another one, right? So it's, it's not like uh, I'm exhausting myself or I'm uh, uh, doing something that uh, is incredibly exhausting or you know it takes a lot of energy out of me it's just uh, to the contrary actually whatever i do is very loving of the body is very caring for the body and in that way i can create progress as soon as you you know, push the body a little bit to the extreme that the body that has problem with the recovery system then that is why it cannot get better hmm yeah, that's that's so great. I love everything that you just said there. And, and and it all makes perfect sense, right? You make a decision whether you think you do or not. And the decision that you make is going to lead to certain results, just like the decisions that you make uh, are leading to certain results in your life. And, and I can tell, and I'm sure that all the listeners will be able to tell as well, that you're an extremely happy person. And you're happy with your results and, and you're happy with your choices. And, and and the idea of aging gracefully as well is is one that I, I have heard before, but never fully understood until until I heard it from you. You know, understand that you're not always going to be able to lift the same amount. You're not always going to get the same results, but you can still be aligned with your natural body's response to things and your natural, uh, I, I guess, decline, right? And, and And that can be a beautiful thing as well. Yeah, and you know, possibility of the body. It's uh, the body is a beautiful thing. It's like mm. incredible thing. What what the body can do, you know, in in you know, in the body is sixty or seventy year old. When I watch this 
Charlie Henderson in uh, in 2002 in Australia in uh, Melbourne, and uh, a lift a clean and jerk the 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 weight equals his body weight, and he's like eight years old. You know, wow, uh, that that's incredible. You know, he came with his wife. You know, to the banquet. You know, after. And I was watching him, and it's just like, you know, I, I was in, in Fortis, right? And I was watching him. I said, wow, this guy is eight years old. He, he went in like a panther, you know, like a, a, like a panther. You know, he was not really, he's not a big guy, but, you know, move like, you know, this soft and gentle moves mm. and big, big. And it's smooth, pick up the champagne. Somebody was uh, carrying champagne, pick up that champagne, another one for his wife. <laughs> a wife is probably 82, right? And this, they are having this conversation. You can see how powerful that thing is, right? How beautiful it is. They lived eight years, right? And they are in this stage of capable of doing anything what they want, right? Mm. Wow. Yeah. I said, wow, that's incredible. If I could transcend that to the happy body, transcend these numbers I've got, that would be incredible for people to create this Henderson when they are 30 years old or 40 years old and keep that, you know, that music, you know, until they are 80 or 90, right? That would be incredible. And that's what I did. Mm, yeah, you know? I love that. And uh, yeah, Jazzy, I want to send as many people over to get uh, get your books and everything and join your program. So I'm going to put all of the links in the show notes of this show uh, and make sure that they can head over there. But I want to thank you so much for the conversation. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I think that you bring such uh, such a joy uh, to, the, you, you bring an art to the progression of your body, right? To the healing of your body. And and I think that that's really important. And 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 especially your your love of virtue and your understanding of the the way that stoics saw virtue is so important uh, for health and fitness in every aspect of life so i want to thank you again and and we're going to have you back very soon awesome thank you appreciate it okay so there you have it my interview with jersey gregorek now make sure you head to the links in the show notes where you can find all of the stuff that he's up to online as well as his book the happy body and uh, seriously go check it out he's doing such great work there and the reason why i love jersey so much is because you can see that at his age he has been living the gospel that he's been preaching his whole life and he still does it right he's still getting after it and he's still so mobile so fit so healthy and he seriously towers above most of us youngsters so uh, seriously such a great guy to follow make sure you jump on there let him know how much you appreciated him coming on the show as well so without any further ado i hope that you've enjoyed this episode i'll talk to you next time but until then i hope that this episode has helped you on your rise to the good life ciao thank you so much for listening to this episode of the practical stoic podcast if you'd like to stay up to date with the Practical Stoic community and everything to do with this podcast, then just go to my website, simonjedrew.com, and subscribe to the Practical Stoic Weekly, a newsletter that I send out every week with updates and all sorts of great Stoic insights. You can also find me everywhere online by searching Simon J. E. Drew. See you next time.